Hello, sixes. Welcome back to Life Uninhibited. I'm your host, Kristen Messagy. I am very excited for you to hear this interview. This is me with my very good friend. We talk about friendship. We talk about really the ways that we're different as sixes in terms of our body and our boundaries, which you've been listening, you know, I've been talking quite a bit about boundaries. So I think that part will be particularly informative disclaimers. I am real excited throughout this interview. I interrupt Nicole quite a bit. I say like almost every other word. This is just me. This is just a really cool conversation between two friends. So you can keep that in mind as you listen Maybe your brain won't judge me as harshly as my brain judges me. But just in case, I've done all the requisite disclaimers, as we like to do. I really hope you enjoy this. Talk to you all soon. Okay, sixes, we're here with Nicole McCarran, who is a really, really, really good friend of mine. So I'm super nervous. And... That's fine. We'll get through this just fine. <laughs> we can do this. Do you want me to introduce you? It'll sound oh, it'll sound a lot better if I do it. Guaranteed. Oh, that's true. Good point. Yes. Yeah. I do. So, okay. This is Nicole, uh, an amazing human. But then I might get all emotional. It's fine. Whatever. Okay. So <laughs> for work, <laughs> what do you do for work? You run groups for postpartum mamas. Newborns and are they all in person right now? They are, yeah. Okay, so in Austin, which is where in Austin, yep. Mm -hmm. You also coach groups, you coach one on one, you are a somatic experiencing practitioner. Yes, you used to be a doula. You basically have like 20 years of built up experience here in what you're doing, yeah. Yep. I've been working in maternal wellness for 20 years. Yeah. 20 years, 20, 2003. Amazing. Yeah. And you're a mom of four. I am. I think we should talk a little bit about momming. Not first, but. Okay. We will. Yes. Let's do it. Yeah. So a couple episodes back, I talked about my journey to coaching and there was a person that I met and she was a life coach. It was Nicole. (laughs) So you were my first coach. Yes, that's right. And that's really fun. We have coached each other through various things over the years. Mm-hmm. We met, I think it's like five years ago. Really? It was before seat. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Five, I think you're right. Five years ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. I know. That's crazy. So we, I'll just tell this and you can correct anything that you remember that's okay. incorrect. But okay. we met through a mutual friend and then I had been kind of secretly thinking about life coaching and you put something on Facebook that was like, oh, I'm a life coach now. You had gotten your certificate. Well, Um, I didn't even know this part of the story till I heard it on your podcast. I didn't realize that. I have to say, can I share how I remember uh, the beginning starting? Of course. Our mutual friend introduced us because you were leading a group around food. That's right. And I was having some emotional eating problems Mm -hmm. and I was having some health issues. And I was like, I need to join this group. And my friend said, you are going to love Kristen. She's so easy to talk to. For some reason, we talked while I was shopping at an Old Navy and you were exactly that. I was like, oh my gosh, I love talking to her. She's so easy to talk to. 
So that was my memory of meeting you. It was joining your group and and like this conversation in Old, Old Navy where I was like, oh, I love talking to her. I forget that part that we did a little group together. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So then you had your coaching certificate. And yeah. somehow in all that mix, we discovered we were both Enneagram sixes. Yeah, I don't remember when that happened. I don't either. But Maybe we at the breakfast. Sixes. Yeah, no, it was before. Really? Okay. Yeah, because I remember okay. knowing, I was like, she's a, she's a six wing seven. So obviously we'll just have everything in common and she'll be so safe to talk to. I don't know why. I actually remember that too. Because I remember when we went to breakfast, Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, she's asking me all these questions and I really <laughs> like it. It's like, I relate. This is good. Totally. So we had breakfast. I picked your brain all about life coaching. That part of the story went on. What I want to talk about is kind of how we actually became friends because becoming yeah. friends as an adult, making friends as adults is hard. Yes. And it can feel really risky and weird. Yes. And so I think we should just kind of talk yeah. about that a little bit and okay. then kind of what it's like five years okay. on. That sounds good. Okay. So we talk almost every day. Mm-hmm. like pretty much every day, mm-hmm. more than once if we can at this point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, via Voxer, which is an app, yep. right? Which so you we... introduced me to. I had never <laughs> heard of it before. Yeah, you did. Yeah, so I'm at realizing. some point, I was like, you should get this app. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. No, I remember because I stopped coaching you. Oh. you were, and somehow it was like, get this app. There was this question around, will we stay connected? Totally. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, you kind of tell people like, yeah, let's hang out after something. You know, there was like this, it was in the air. Like I coached you, it would have been very reasonable for it to just end. Yeah. But then somehow you introduced me to Voxer and you started, I think at least you initiated a Voxer. I will say initiation. I was the aggressor in the, (laughs) (laughs) Which I think you kind of had to be like, I think at that point, I wasn't like, let me become friends with my like client, even totally. though I liked you, you know, it was like, I yeah. think I was trying to be professional, you know, I was probably trying to be right. professional. Well, it was already gunky at that point, because we'd already had yes, like... Yes, we were already, yes, yeah. yes. So I was the aggressor, obviously, let's get Voxer. Let's, <laughs> I definitely liked you and wanted to be your friend. Uh-huh. For sure. So... I don't remember the details, but we started talking almost every yeah. day, uh-huh. right from the beginning. Yeah, and I think, early on. do you remember what we were sharing? Just like, I don't even remember. That's what's weird. Well, it's not that weird. It was quite a while ago. Yeah. But I think we were yeah. talking about coaching because I was getting going on a coaching track. Yeah. I know we talked about the Enneagram. Is it crazy that we're still talking about the Enneagram? That is crazy. Like the amount of times it comes up in our conversations still. Yes. Yes. It's kind of nuts. Yes. You know, I think that's what it was. I think initially, because we had coached, but we hadn't been like, let's compare notes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we were both surprised at how much we were like, this is how I think about this. And yep, that's how I think about it. Like all of a sudden there were all these crazy six connections that we were like, Oh my gosh, I, I, no one else has ever thought about it. Like, I didn't know anyone else thought like this. You know, I don't, totally. something like that. Lots of six, sixy connections. Yeah. And then over time, just dipping yeah. into all the personal stuff, I eventually learned the names of all of your children. <laughs> yes. 
Exactly. Yeah, lots of children. So great. Okay. So then it was just kind of off from there. But I think what is fun to talk about is how much discomfort we were both fielding separately, even though like we're enjoying the connection and we're becoming friends. It for me, it was almost daily. I'm gonna mess this up. Yeah. Did I say I remember that from you? I remember. Oh, because I would share that. I think sometimes you would be like, <laughs> like I wouldn't respond or something and you would be nervous that we weren't friends anymore. <laughs> like any moment, it could have been over, right? Like anything. And this is one of my brain's real uh, sticky things is that things that in my life that I really like, my brain is like one wrong move. Yes. One wrong word. It makes me emotional because it's still yeah. like, it's not as sticky now, but like, this mm-hmm. is my brain's go-to. Mm-hmm. It's like that thing, that relationship, whatever, like, don't you mess it up. Mm-hmm. And then also after the fact, like you probably just really mess that up. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. So I was feeling a lot of that. You were feeling a lot of that. I remember that. Because I remember yeah. it t- catching me off guard a little bit too. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just said some like I don't remember what it would be about, but I would you know it was I'm like feeling oh. it and then sharing it apparently, and then I was feeling <laughs> that like really asking for reassurance, which is so funny because I'm not I don't see myself that way. Like I have a blind spot when I like think of describing myself. I wouldn't say that. I don't then, feel like you're like that in general. Like knowing you, I don't now, feel. I know, but new yeah. friendship that I really new liked. Friendship. There, yeah. there it was. And apparently I was sharing and asking for it. Well, and maybe I was, I mean, I definitely had my fair share of like, um, you know, my own like squirminess about it. But I do think it like caught me off guard. Like, I think I was a little bit like, like unsure. Like, I don't know. I think it caught me off guard. Like I wasn't fully like, yeah, we're doing this, you know, but. How long did it take you to commit to me, Nicole? Do you remember? I don't remember. At least that's not even a real question. That's a joke. At least a few months. <laughs> I think, I mean, maybe this is really sexy, but I think I like was like, what are we doing here? Where is this going? <laughs> like, like, is this, and I was new to Vox. Like, is it, how much is this going to require of me? That's so bad. Like, it's like, you know, and then being a six two, like, it's like, if I am going to love someone, like it's, I'm going to go all in, mm. you know, I'm going to be loyal. So like, it's like, I got to, am I, how loyal, like, is this anyway. that's a really interesting point and such a good one. I mean, we have very full lives. Yeah. And it's we don't really give halfway. Yeah. Yeah. In our friendships. And so I do none of these calculations. I'm like full speed ahead <laughs> and then deal with whatever, which actually we're gonna talk about later when we talk about uh-huh. gut fixes. Um So yeah, the idea that you were actually kind of like doing these sorts of calculations makes sense. I was not doing any of that. Yeah. I think I do a lot of weird calculations. It's taken me a while to realize that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. about friendship, about relationships, like not even about life stuff as much more about like friendships. Like, am I doing enough? Am I like, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Say more about that. You definitely have that. Am I doing enough thing? Yes. Yeah. I just, I feel like this is how I've described it. I feel like I have like a docket and like, if you're on my docket of friends, this is, this is so embarrassing, but I'm just going to do it. This is why it's we are like, here. We are here to 
Yes, we're digging in. That's right. Pull back the curtain. If you're on my docket and I care about you, I'm like, there's these things I do in my head that it's like, I need to check in consistently. Like I need to be like, there's just certain measures of loyalty that are important Mm -hmm. to me as a friend. Yeah. And so I keep up with those. And if I like, if I defy that docket and I don't do it, that's when the anxiety comes on board. Mm. It's like, you're not being a good friend. You're not being there for your people. Like that's when I start to get anxious. Yes. Which, yes. So being on your docket, it get, makes me giggle sometimes. So, cause we'll go through seasons where like one of us needs more support and the, or the other one needs more support. If it's a season where you need more support, and you're getting it, you, I can tell when you're anxious and you're like, and okay. And how are you? Like, I can tell you're wanting to like, right. I better, I better even the docket. <laughs> no, like, but I think fine. we do that to each other. I think, I mean, I probably know that's that only more, you, but I you only we... do that. <laughs> I feel like I've seen you do that. No, I totally do it too. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was like, what? I think, but I think we're both cognizant of maybe you don't have a docket, but I think we are cognizant of mutuality which is really special because many of us, many of us, I feel like we've been in relationships where there wasn't a mutuality. Yeah. Let me say for myself, I have, especially when I was younger, was in a lot of relationships that were not mutual and I didn't even know totally how to shift that. So I like that we're cognizant of a mutuality, but yes, that's part of my calculation. (laughs) I think we're helping each other realize that still, like in our other... Yeah. We're like, oh, how is that? Is that working for you? Like there's a whole lot of like, because we know how it feels to have the mutual support and just that trust of someone who's just there. Yeah. Even if our brain goes wonky sometimes and tells us that we could screw it up. Yes. So it's actually interesting to see. So my, you know, cutthroat thought is one wrong word. And so yours is around the are you doing enough? You have to do enough. Totally. You're not doing enough. It's real easy for me to get on that with lots of things, but friendship in particular, like, am I doing enough? Okay. Am I a good friend? Mine and mine's more work-related. That's where that really pops up for me. Mm, That's where I get the double of like, don't do anything wrong and you're not doing enough. It's really... Yeah. Oh God. (laughs) Double duty with, with your work. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. With my work, I get the double, the double hit. Um, the reason I love highlighting these particular thoughts is we all have them. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I'm always trying to help my clients. Like what is the thought that your brain uses to really take you out? Or what is the thought that comes up when you're really feeling anxious? Mm -hmm. Because awareness of that story can be like, Ooh, like a light bulb. Yeah. Instead of yeah. like believing the story and then going yes. into the ugh, everything oh that creates exactly. Yes. That's yeah. spent many years with a story like that fueling lots of actions that yes. We're like like good actions and bad actions, you know, like and totally. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if we can see it, we have so much more capacity to be like, oh, there's my brain. Yeah. Using that thought that yes. it does to like whoosh, rip out the rug from underneath us mm-hmm. as our brains are so want to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So even now, occasionally, okay. Especially if I get going on something that I'm like feeling good about, right. Or I'm really yeah. 
even if you've invited it, like saying anything sort of about you into your life, those are the ones where afterwards I'm like, like, yes. No, I get that. If I'm giving like any, yeah, feedback or like, tell me what you think about this, Nicole, and my opinion might be wrong. Or if you take it a different direction, if I'm like, yeah, you should do that. And then you're like, well, actually, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. I'm the worst person ever, you know, like, and Kristen knows it, you know, like, I know, or something, I don't know, something weird like that. Yeah. So it still can happen for sure. It still can happen. And again, I just really wanted us to talk about that because I think we're pretty fairly securely yeah. attached in our friendship yeah. Yeah. and our brain still does sexy stuff. Absolutely. Like yes. our anxiety can still get projected onto this friendship. That yes. doesn't mean anything's gone wrong. It just means, yep, we're six. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Still got yes, it. we are. We do. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of projection, I feel like even like that still happens. You know, like I still project. The fun thing is because we have a safe relationship, I can tell you, you know, it's like, I yeah. can be telling you like, oh, I'm struggling with this thing. And then my brain said, well, Kristen doesn't struggle with that, you know, and, and Kristen thinks you're really dumb for struggling with that. And then I'm like, wait a second, you know, like that's projection. So now I can tell you that and you can be like, yeah, I wasn't even thinking that at all. <laughs> totally. To have safe people that we can share our projections with and for them to be like, yeah, that's not is so, um, I don't know what it is. To me, it's really soothing, orienting. Yeah. It's very orienting. It's well, it's also disruptive. I was going to say it also. mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it disrupt, like it really calls me on my ship. It's like, I want to be like, oh, these other people think that. Oh yeah. It's like, whoa, Kristen just said she's not thinking that at all. I trust her. That means it's my thought. So it's disruptive to notice like that's my own issue. Like that's my own self-judgment. And, oh, this is so good. Okay. So we project not only negative things that we can't hold internally, but also positive things. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. We, so you and I will both think the other one is more successful, better mom, name, name the topic. Better with people, like more, (laughs) yeah, totally. Better business owner, all of it, it. all of it. (laughs) We'll just take those things that are in us that are too positive to hold and plop them on other people. That is another way success project pretty readily. Oh, like you even saying that, I'm like, Kristen, that's not a projection. That's actually facts. (laughs) Like I'm I'm literally thinking of those areas and I'm like, no, that's true. Like my brain knows. All of those areas. All those areas of life. Yes. Yes, all those areas. Oh, that's amazing. So that's okay. really fascinating. I haven't spent enough time with that positive projection. I think I've worked some with the negative, like my mm. own, but like realizing that I'm disowning my own strengths and seeing them in you yeah. and not giving myself the credit for some of those things. So the other day I boxed you and I was talking about how basically my general achievements in life, my brain could not find them. And I said, it's like we have this like magic eraser to our accomplishments. That's just like yes. constantly inside of us, like squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. Like, <laughs> all the good things about us, which totally resonated with you. Oh, now yeah. we reference the magic eraser all mm-hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, Why do you think we do that? 
Like, what's so scary about being uh, in our I can't even even say the words. This is how (laughs) uncomfortable. What's so scary about being in our? uh, Oh yeah, I feel I feel that uh. general okayness. Gosh, it feels risky to me. Yeah, yeah. It feels like someone's going to come along and think mm-hmm. that I'm arrogant. Yeah, or that I don't even know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Or it just feels real disorienting mm-hmm. to own positive qualities. This is why to go with the Enneagram language, like we have to develop a healthy relationship with three. Mm. which is self-respecting and self-directed. Yeah. Wow. That's hard. (laughs) I'm with you. I think it feels threatening. Like, I I think I'm worried it's going to feel threatening to other people. Like, somehow, as I don't, like, when I don't own my accomplishments. The leader that you are. Yes, the leader that I am, whatever. It's like, it feels like if I did, it would be too threatening. Like it would put people off. It would, Mm -hmm. it doesn't leave space for them or -hmm. something. There's something like that. There's, yeah. Let alone the fact that it's just hard. Like it literally feels like a costume or something. Like put your costume on. It's like, well, that's not who I am. I'm actually this little, I don't know, shriveled up person over here, which is not true. Like I'm like, shriveled and then sometimes I'm like a lion you know it's like both both (laughs) okay that that right sometimes it's this yes oh what am I even doing and sometimes it's like listen people exactly we are the all-seeing all-knowing like like that that's a real that's a real part in there as well Mm -hmm. that is a real part in there yep let me ask you this do you feel Oh, this is such an interesting thing to ask both of us. Okay. Does it actually feel safer if someone thinks, well, you're just not much? Because that just pissed me off yeah. asking it to myself. Like, well, right? Why do you think I said lion after I said shriveled? The moment right. I like, like owned shriveled, I was like, oh, but I'm also a lion. <laughs> right. So it's like your internal self came in. Yeah. Almost to defend. It's literally like we have different yep. people in there. Right. It really it's like <laughs> and why I think our energy can be uh confusing for people because there mm-hmm. really is this I'm it's the whole I'm not a threat, which you very eloquently described. Mm-hmm. That's a huge sexy thing. Like I'm not a threat, but also like <laughs> you better recognize <laughs> Yes. Yes. And it's all in there. It's all in there. And it can I mean, be, that feels like quintessential six, the dualities. Like yeah. Yes. Yes. And do you feel like you lean more one way than the other? Oh, gosh. <laughs> was it bad if I was like, I don't know, Kristen, you tell me. What do you think? <laughs> I, I don't know. But for some reason, I can't answer that. I don't know. Yes, you lean more towards... <laughs> don't say it. The shriveled? <laughs> shriveled. I'm not saying shriveled. That was your word. <laughs> And I, I probably more do. towards the like, like the whole like paper dragon kind of yes. power thing. Yeah. Yes. Totally. That's true. I think you're right. I think mm-hmm. I think I don't want to lean towards the shriveled. 
it's changed a lot over the years, but yes, totally. I think that is more my leaning. And okay, wait, those leanings, those are just those are just automatic patterns, right? And so yeah. ultimately at the end of the day, we want to be able to like stand yes. with like a firm internal sense of ourselves. Yes. Less yeah. leaning. Less leaning, yeah. More just yeah. standing firm. Because either directional and anything in between is just a reaction to fear. Yes. And and they both can be very extreme on both sides. Yeah. Totally. Versus a more internal, yeah, internal grounding and standing and yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's finish up about friends. Like okay. we're both in our forties. Mm-hmm. You're 40. I'm a little further along in the forties. What is different about your friendships now than say like in your twenties? Oh gosh. I think it really ties into the mutuality mm. piece that we talked about earlier. I think when in my twenties, I was a lot more comfortable with a lack of mutuality. Mm -hmm. I also think as much as that like looked kind in some ways in my head, I think it was also a way of hiding. Speaking of shriveled, Mm -hmm. I think it was Mm -hmm. a way to stay shriveled. It's like you you can be big and I'll listen to you, you know, for hours and you can be big and I'll be shriveled. And that's more comfortable. Like, I don't have to come forward. Um, Would you so say people pleasy? Would you ever label yourself in that oh, way? Or- oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, people pleasy, codependent, sure, but whatever label <laughs> you want to put on it. Smack, smack those labels on there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good. That's awesome. Okay, so more of that then. Yes. Would you say you've been on a journey yes. to kind of intentionally do that less? Yeah, I think in my, when I had kids, number one, I think it really began to shift. And then I also think, um, you know, I joined, I grew up in an alcoholic family and I joined Al-Anon, I guess in my, it was about 14 years ago. No, it's not 14, 11, 11 years ago. And that really began to shift Mm. my whole like codependent people-pleasing journey. Did it kind of show um, you you to yourself for like the first time? Yes. Yeah. Because, well, because you heard me say it, right? Like, it's it's interesting to me that I thought it was nice yeah. to be in a relationship that wasn't mutual and be shriveled. Like, yeah. obviously there, it's not, it wasn't nice. Like, it actually did a lot of harm in and lots of ways. And there's a lot of training in that, right? It's not like yeah. you're the first woman to ever find herself exactly <laughs> thinking for sure. that yes. to not exist in the relationship is the safe nice yes. pleasing right thing to do yes yeah oh starts getting me all fired up yep <laughs> so alan really um helps me own my part in it and like look at the reasons why i did those things mm-hmm. and the price that i was paying to do that because of course, the narrative in my head was like, well, these people are really selfish. They're taking up all this space. They don't really think about me. That was the narrative, but I wasn't challenging it. You know, I wasn't, and I wasn't believing that people, I mean, I had good friends, I had some good friends then too. So, but it was harder for me to believe. It's still harder for me to believe that people want to be there for me. I mean, that's why the fucking docket. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, oh, you can swear here. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> the docket, you know, there's, there's some striving and like work in it. It's like, if I'm a good friend, 
then this person will love me or something like that. Which is so so funny because as your friend, it's like, I'm, it's like, I so want to give you back the striving. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, no, I don't want the striving. I just want you. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that, that reality, I can't do that for you. Just like whatever my work and our friendship is, you can't do that for me. Exactly. I think Al-Anon helped me see the gunkiness in yeah. in this when I bring striving to my relationships. Like who wants, you know, like who wants to be in a friendship when there, there are times it's motivated by like this docket or obligation or like, chat, you know, like kind of these calculations, mm-hmm. like that's not, that's not a healthy and real relationship. And I think that's what shifted in my like end of my thirties and forties is really yeah. beginning to enter into um, mutually life-giving friendships and relationships and really believing that, like believing, mm. like wanting that. And then that also requires me to show up and not be the shriveled part of me and like be the real me <laughs> that's, you know, fill in the blank. Like on certain days, it's hard to be that person or, you know, so I think a lot of that has shifted, but I think showing up as the real me and still having friends <laughs> <laughs> has been really good. Like it's been like, oh, people can, you know, people still love me. People still want to be my friend. Um, so my version yeah. of that is um I worry about I, I worry about being too much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I hear you like that not enough thing. Mine's too yeah. much. Cause you know, yeah. I can get going. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of, there's just a lot. And that is sort of my version of that is like, oh, and, and really, I'm trying to really think it through. Cause I asked you the question about twenties versus forties. I didn't really have an answer come up, Okay, but I think what it is, is I just am willing to wait for people who Mm. like all of me. Like Mm. I'm willing to just have it be that. If I'm too much for you, which I'm too much, I actually am too much for a lot of people. And I think this is something we all can kind of talk about. Like, oh, I worry I'm too much or too little. You're going to be too much or too little for some. Yeah, yeah. We actually aren't supposed to work for everybody and not everybody's supposed to work for us. Yes. So I think in this uh, advanced stage of life, (laughs) I am just like, yeah, I'm a lot. And owning that yeah. and feeling the groundedness in that. And so knowing I can overdo it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that like for you, if I go off on a big thing or whatever, and I'm like, oh, I'm too much. Like, I don't know what you do with that, but it's, I'm guessing it's just like, oh, there's Kristen being. <laughs> I love it. Like, I want you to be all of yourself. And I, I mean, obviously I've enjoyed it <laughs> for five years. So like. But I will say like recently you've had some friendships where you've talked about like, I can be all of me. Like Mm -hmm. I can like run full pace. I can like talk about all these things I can. And it's been so fun to watch that. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I feel like I've been like filled with wonder or something, you know, where I'm like, Oh, yay. Like, I just love that. Or your relationship with Bob, your husband, like you'll talk about that. Like he can, he can take all of me and he can take it. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Sometimes 
even he hits his limits. But hey, it goes both ways in that in that relationship. <laughs> Yeah. That is one of the reasons I know I married him is I was like, holy crap, this is someone who actually wants all of this intensity yeah. and 100% will not be controlled by me. Yes. I had that awareness at like 20 years old, which is bananas. Yeah, that is. But energetically, I was just like, oh, this is a match. Yeah. Because I can run people over. Yeah. Which again, as friends, it's like, well, let's just do this. Like I'm willing yeah. to kind of find those people. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, we could talk. So, talk. Go ahead. So you feel like now in your forties, you are more patient to find those people mm -hmm. versus in your twenties. What like those people weren't there or like, I don't think I was aware of my too muchness. I think I was okay. just like full speed ahead. And, um, it was what it was. I, I don't, there was a real lack of consciousness <laughs> at uh -huh, all. Uh -huh. I was in my sort of counterphobic heyday. Yeah. And, you know, just acting out unhealed trauma, but yeah. really just, I was a lot and it kind of, it was fine with me. I didn't think about whether people could take me or not. My consciousness of myself came on board quite a bit later. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of energy in here, actually. Mm -hmm. I wasn't comparing myself to other people as much. Yeah. Interesting. I also didn't know really anxiety or fear until I had kids. Yeah. I was going to mm -hmm. ask you that. I was curious. Like, did you know you were kind of anxious and I did not know I was anxious until I found the Enneagram is was really the first time that I was like, I mean, looking back, there's, mo you know, there's these, there's moments where I'm like, oh, like now I know their anxiety, but I did not know that then. So I um, got a diagnosis. I went to a therapist when I was 24 and she said to me, and I quote, you are more anxious and depressed than I have ever seen. And you probably have a drug and alcohol problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't even remember how I ended up in therapy. My life was a yeah. mess. Yeah. It's like, what? Like zero awareness of wow. what, including the drug and alcohol problem, which is kind of hilarious in hindsight. Like I just yeah. was like, this is just, <laughs> this is just living. <laughs> but I took a little assessments and there, therein started the uh, road to self-awareness. Yes. Wow. So interesting. I still did not recognize mm -hmm. anxiety, I don't think, until I, yeah, had the kids. And then I was like, what is this? I'm afraid all of the time. Yeah. Was that new, that feeling of like, I'm afraid all the time? Or was that... Yeah. I okay. literally just didn't, I did not recognize it. And yeah. I think this is partially the just like uh, the counterphobic, just lack of awareness of like, I'm just going. Mm -hmm. And I had just, I just was unaware of the fear. Yeah. So it really yeah. was the first time. That's so interesting. And then it was all the time. Yes. Yep. Okay. Hi, this is Kristen. I interrupted my interview with Nicole. At this point, we go on quite a long chat. It's about 20 some minutes about motherhood. 
new motherhood particularly, I pulled that part of the conversation out. So it's not here. You're not going to hear it here. I'm going to release that separately tomorrow. We're going to pivot into something else here. I wanted you to hear all of it, but I didn't want it to be a super long episode. And I also wanted to just pull out the motherhood stuff if that wasn't something that really was resonant for you. So that's going to be released tomorrow. In this episode, we are about to pivot into talking about boundaries and different gut fixes. So we have a core type. We identify as core type six, and then our gut center is going to be eight, nine, or one. And I'm really interested in this piece of the Enneagram. It's not something to take too seriously if it doesn't work for you. If it does, cool. And this is just a conversation where we're really trying to suss out what are some of these differences in our actual experience. So I hope you enjoy. Come back tomorrow if you want to hear the motherhood stuff. I will have it uploaded for you. I've been talking a lot about boundaries. Mm-hmm. I am teaching that our boundaries are found in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Right? These aren't like things that we choose because we're always like, is this the right boundary? Should I have this boundary? What should my boundaries be? Our yeah. boundaries are discovered in yeah. ourselves mm-hmm. rather than like chosen from midair or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Do you agree with the premise, first of all? I do. I mean, I, I listened to your podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. And I do. I think my work it was somatic experiencing has really shown, has like proven that point to me. You know, like the okay. more I've worked with the body, I've seen it be like the body has it right there. Like it'll show us yes. what it yes. wants. Okay. okay. So I want to bring in a little bit of Enneagram theory and let's just just talk about this through our own literal body lens. So we're kind of going to be getting into like the language of the body and whatever Mm -hmm. that, however we talk about that, obviously, it's going to come out. So something that's really interesting to me, if we get into tri-type theory at all, is the gut fix, right? That Uh nine or one, Uh I think more and more it's huge in terms of how we create our own sense of autonomy automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it looks very different. Those three centers look very different. So you and I have talked about this ad yeah. nauseum, as yeah. we do. <laughs> um, it's pretty clear I have an eight gut uh-huh. six. So I'm core six. I have an eight gut. We're pretty sure you're core six. You have a nine. Yes. So yes. I kind of want to talk through the differences okay. of that as we experience them. Okay. Okay. So for me... And it's not always in the moment because I have a pretty strong fawn response. Yeah, which I think we both do, but yeah. we're working. And fawning through. is just essentially people pleasing in the moment. It's a trauma response that keeps us yeah. safe mm-hmm. from whatever we're perceiving as threat. It's totally automatic. Mm-hmm. You agree with my quick, quick and dirty yes, assessment of that? There? I okay. do. I do. So outside of that, my boundaries hit hard, mm. and, and they feel almost always like anger and mm-hmm. it literally just like bursts outward. Mm, so okay. like if I feel threatened or if I have something that I know is a no for me, it's like a very clear, like, no. And I don't think it's like that for you. 
Where is that before? Hey, but where is that in yeah. your body? Like you feel the no. Is there it's a part of your body you feel? Yeah, okay. it's it's literally gut. Okay. And it explodes yeah. outward. Ah, okay. Yeah. And yeah. then I have to decide what to do with it and if that's yeah. important enough for me to do anything about it or whatever. But it feels very clear. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have a hard time saying that no? Or does it come out pretty easily? Like yeah, I mean, you know if it's it. with Bob, it's very clear and comes out very easily. <laughs> um, in a like social situation, it's mm-hmm. it's much different. Okay. I mean, if I've engaged with a social situation, I've already done a lot of work around. Yeah. If I engage at all. So yeah, it hits real strong and there's a lot of anger and rage. And you know, I kind of revere anger as a sacred energy. Yeah. Um. A lot of sixes have a much harder time accessing that anger. Mm-hmm. Like that for a lot story. of us, yeah, we're doing yeah. work to actually like excavate it and be like, here it is. Totally. Just like even allowing it to be there. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I think my question for you is how do you know mm-hmm. if a boundary has been crossed? Sort of what are your signs? Yeah, that's a great question. I will say that parenting, I think, brought out more of the anger side, <laughs> the anger t- signal, um, yeah. which I seem to go to with that. But generally, that is not the case. That is a whole new thing I've had to work, like, sort through. So, in general, how do I know a boundary? Ask me one more time. Let me see if I can feel into this. Okay. How do you know a boundary has been crossed? I wish I could think of a situation because I'm having a hard time, like actually. But I think this is really interesting. I mean, I think this is kind <laughs> you think of why, this is part of it. This is <laughs> why I wanted to have this conversation with sixes. Yeah. So I know how sixes with different fixes, um, because it's very different. Yes, it's very different. So, a lot of times I know, like you and I will be talking about something that happened after. Yeah. The fact. Yeah. And you'll be kind of just questioning things. Hmm. And I feel like I'll say something like, well, yeah, did that feel da 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 da? And then something kind of, or, ooh, here's an, maybe a way to access it. I feel like, cause you'll do it for me. Like, if I have a scenario uh-huh. and I'm a little like, I don't know about this, I feel like you've had a sense of like, no, for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. For you, it's totally different. So what that, does that feel like? It's like in my chest and in my head. It feels like almost like flint or something. And it's just like a, it's a no. But it's chest and head. Yes. And easier to access for you or someone else. <laughs> yes. Way easier to access for someone else. So interesting. That's what when thinking back to like different situations with you, but I'm trying to think for myself. Mm-hmm if what that feels like for me, like, how do I know now when a boundary has been crossed? It's in my chest. It's still in my chest. Yeah. Yeah. So does it take like time to like after the fact, maybe to be like, wait a minute. I think like you said, I do think the fawning is like so strong. I mean, that feels almost like a mountain that has to be set aside. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I have to wade through the fawning first, which is annoying. So it's like, (laughs) (laughs) so the fawning 
but I, but I now have a lot more, um, awareness of it so Mm -hmm. I can, I can feel it. I can see it Yep. and I can move that to the side, that default pattern. And then, um, and then I'm going to have more access, but I also, let me also say that I think before I studied SE, I didn't have any connection to my body. Like my body was a piece of trash, like throw it to the side. I don't like, we had zero relationship. You and and your body. My body. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But now we do. And so Mm -hmm. now, now I've learned the language a lot more, not perfectly, but of my body. Mm -hmm. And I have way more access to it. And so now I pay more attention. So I will say if I feel threatened in a community space, like in a, like with my belonging, I'll feel it in my gut. I've noticed it like Mm. over and over. Like if I feel like I'm going to lose a a spot of belonging in community or Mm -hmm. or, or a close relationship, it'll feel like my gut twists. Like there's this like core root. Yeah. But for my boundaries, I think it's more in my chest and head. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I also think with the nine fix, it's more of like, I think it's like, I'm going to create space by asking more questions. I think this is really where we get a lot of like, well, let me go. I'm going to go think about that. I'm going to go, I need to know more. I need to. So it's like almost, it could be seen or um, accessed by you by like, what is, what is going on in my mind and how am I trying to get away from something? Yes. And that's something that me and you've been talking a lot about because that, I was not familiar or like aware of that pattern, but, but yes, that whole thing, like, let me take some time to think about this and like step back is very, I mean, that I feel like I do that all the time. Like, like all the, anything with anything that's hard, you know, with anything that I'm like, uh, I don't know what to do here. I'm going to say say, that's not bad at all. Right. This is none of this is to say like, and we need to find, it's just like, let's explore. Well, exploring that. Yes. Yeah. Is there any, do you, because we can think of like yesterday in mastermind, is there any like physical sensation that kind of comes on before? Mm. It's like, let me create some space with words here. Let me ask some more questions. Let me. I think because there's a nine fix, I will say, number one, I think it's hard to connect to it, right? Like, I don't think it's super clear initially. And I think that's why it's taking time. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, give me some time to feel into it. And then it's easy for me to be, so we had this thing happen in mastermind yesterday, me and Kristen are mastermind together where like our coach was challenging me and I kind of pushed back, pushed back a little bit, which was hard for me. Like I did not want to push back, but she kept going to the point where I eventually was like, yeah, that's cool. Right. But But it was an outward compliance and it was an inward. I was like, hell no. Like, like, what did the hell no feel like? How do you know it was a hell no inside? Because you did. You it's, totally knew it. I did. It, mm-hmm. It's weird. My outside feels like I like, like give totally it to Totally copacetic. Like just like. Yeah. Like I would not like, have been able to see it on your face. Oh, you wouldn't have been. That's, yeah. okay, that's good to hear. Yeah. In no. my brain, you can't see it. But so but, it's almost like my outside. Yeah. I think it's part of the fawning. So it's like, I can say what needs to be said, but I could feel that I was trying to get away. It was like, say, 
like I challenged her and then she kind of kept pushing me. And then I was like, okay, okay. You know, like I kind of just said some words, but I could feel myself withdraw. Like I could feel the front be forward to kind of do what it needs to do, but very docile, like not extreme. And then, but I'm, but I'm making space to withdraw. Like I'm making space to get, and then internally, so it literally feels like a, like a withdrawal. Yeah, it does. And and inside, I'm like, I know I'm not going to do that. And it just feels like um, internally, like hard, like, nope, I'm not going to do that. Like, it's just, but I'm also withdrawing. Yeah. I think that's. But also don't let her know that. (laughs) (laughs) Which is silly. Um, No. Yeah. I think so. Cause I, you know, obviously work with all kinds of sixes and I've learned over the years. Oh, I've lost them. Even if they appear to still be very on board with what I'm saying. Yeah. And I, Oh, all the times I miss that. I mean, I just feels terrible. So now if, and I don't necessarily try to like really Enneagram my, yeah, the sixes I work with, but I am looking for that fix. Yeah, because it tells me a lot, and yeah. if I'm working with someone, and all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, or or oh, I'm gonna go think about that, or I should just, I should just, is like, Ooh, oh, that's good. We're, we're gone. Yeah, we're like oh, I just need to. Like, yes, oh. there's there well, is. I think you could see it yesterday because I think even yeah. before I started to like say like, yeah, that sounds good. Let me take some time with it. I think even some of the questions beforehand were too much for my nervous system. It was like, whoa, I can't even think about that. Like, I don't like it blew me out too much that that withdrawal began. You know what I mean? It was like the the separation. Maybe that's part of it. It's like, no, this is it. This is we're we've we've gotten to the root. I'm so (laughs) happy about it. So with the eight, it's just like, bam, and more and yes and no and and with the nine, it is. It's like this. How I just ruined it. How are you saying it? It's like this. Well, what's interesting to me is the disconnect. Like if I begin to notice that externally my yes, like my words are saying one thing, but my internal is saying the other that I have like left myself, you know, like they're like. But you created to unshame it, right? Of course, it's that's creating safety, right? It's like, this is my gut mechanism to create internal safety is to withdraw. Yeah. But also to like appease this person. Like I needed both. I needed to, like the only way I could, like I appease the person and I withdraw and then I, you're right. It felt safe. It's like, okay. It's like, then I can kind of, because I'm here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, I think we found it. That's a great example. Yeah. So I do think to your point, it's maybe more work to, kind of access and think through and get connected to? Well, I've never, yeah, I do. I think it does, especially being a nine fix. And I've never felt into that pattern before, you know? So I think even naming it, I'm like, oh, that's really interesting to feel that. Yeah. And I think that is going to be so useful for people to help us talk through because we all think whatever we do is like what people do. What other people do. Yeah. Right. Or like what it feels like. Yes. Yeah. It's like, no, I have an experience. You have an experience. Yes. We have similar 
thinking patterns and thinking styles, but Mm -hmm. our body language is very different and very unique. I do think the Enneagram gives us some guidelines in that way. Like a one fix, I'll have to get one on to interview, but it's, it's different than the forward push that I have. It's different than the withdrawal. It's very much just like, there's a rigidity there. It's very much like yes or no, right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting. There's not the sort of the, the, the leaving. And that's what I'm really wanting to like honor, honor, honor in my clients with the nine fix, because I don't want, and if they do go, I want to honor it, but not in like a, hello, here I am overthinking the crap out of it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) No, but I actually, I'm not wrong. (laughs) No, but I actually really love what you're saying because the reason I withdrew, and this is the same reason you would push forward on someone as an aide, is that I felt unsafe. Like I, like I didn't know how to go anywhere else, you know, like I didn't know how, like I felt, I mean, this sounds, yeah, I, I didn't know how to move anywhere else. It was like, I felt kind of stuck. And so my only way to draw the boundary was to withdraw. Right. And the thought of you tenderly caring for sixes with a nine fix Mm -hmm. and, and caring about their safety and caring about like giving them more options is really beautiful and tender. And (laughs) I mean, yeah, I, again, I, I try not to focus on the amount of times I missed that and didn't know that. I mean, I came out of coaching school and Enneagram learning and all this stuff, like thinking all sixes kind of were like me and Mm -hmm, gosh, mm -hmm. just how many misses and yeah, like it's, it's okay. It's okay. Previous self. Let's not throw our previous selves under the bus. No. Yeah. While we learn and grow. We learn totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is just so, okay. I'm thank you for doing that. Yeah. I think it's so incredibly useful. Well, that was helpful for me. That was like, I got some coaching out of that. I'll, I'll then make some money after. <laughs> Would you say, okay, one quick, let's do a quick bit and then we'll close. Okay. Okay. We'll be back. We'll talk about all the things. Um, so inner knowing, Uh-huh. this is another thing that yeah. is super different for individuals. Uh-huh. So again, oh, I don't even know how to describe mine. Okay. Let's. Okay. We know something about you that I think will help this. So for you, your inner knowing, you have to hear yourself talk something through. Yes, that really helps. Yeah, It has to come out of you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and kind of be able to like kind of meander. Yeah. And then I think when you land on it, there's a... Yes, there's like a... It's exactly that. I say it out loud, it Mm -hmm. meanders, but then all of a sudden it clicks. It's like, bam, there it is. And And your tone of voice... Gets yeah. like clear and strong yeah. and like authoritative, totally. Yeah. Like I'll Actually just authoritative. have it. Yes, exactly. And I'll be yes. like, Nicole, did you hear it? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. And mine, mine, mine again is more, um, it's gut. Yeah. It's, I have to, I have to take time to ask and listen. Um, but there's a real sense of like stuff just gets. I don't even know. It's so weird. I mean, inner knowing again, this is not in our head. Yeah. It's not it in our comes head. from within. Yeah. So I imagine yeah. for you, it's kind of like bubbling up yeah. and it's coming out and you're hearing it. Mm-hmm. Mine is just like, it's just there. 
And mm-hmm. I always go down and to the left because I literally, mm. that is where it comes from. Interesting. Really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. And it it makes no logical sense whatsoever, but that's where it is. It's down in the gut. Stuff just shows up. And there's always very instinctual. Yeah. Very instinctual. It's extremely yes. instinctual. And then I have to run that through whatever other filters I want to mm-hmm. run it through. Mm-hmm. But that's where it is. And what it feels like is there's like a, there's a solidity to it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of in my chest. It's like I almost start getting bigger and more powerful yeah. when it's online. When you feel it. Ooh. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. very quickly, of course, my the head jumps in. Like, oh, yes. what's going on here? And starts getting all chatty, chatty. Totally. Yeah. Asking all the questions. Mm-hmm. So it's literally as the things kind of come from below, up and out, that's when our six starts. Yes. Doing its thing. Well, and I think once we feel any sense of solidity, (laughs) (laughs) any sense of authority is when the six wants to be like, what about this? It's like it knows. It can come in and tear it apart. I mean, literally, that's what the personality structure is. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, don't be don't be too sure of yourself. Don't be too sure. <laughs> Might be a little bit too sure here. Yes. Okay. We have to stop talking. Let's come back sometime. <laughs> yeah. Invite myself again. <laughs> For sure. Okay. Yeah. I think that was just there was so much good stuff in there. We're just gonna Yay. we're just gonna end it. Okay. okay. That's great. Yeah. So good. Thank you for coming. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited about it. It was really fun. So much fun. Like it. Talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. Thank you for listening. I hope after the second part of that conversation, you can start to curiously explore and ask yourself, how do I automatically, without any conscious thought, create boundaries for myself? What is that like? Maybe I can find it easier if I think about how I feel a boundary for another person. There's no wrong way for you to explore that. It is just really useful information to start to know what that looks like in your life, in your body. Because as we know, our boundaries are found and discovered in our bodies. There's no right or wrong. I'm going to just get going on the whole thing again. So that's it. Check back tomorrow if you want to hear the bonus content and I will talk to you all soon.